And welcome once again to another edition of A Plain Answer right here at Redeemer Broadcasting. I'm Dan Elmendorf, and joining me in the studio today the Reverend Mark Diedrich. Good to be here, Dan. And Dr. John Vance. Hello. Well, gentlemen, uh, last week we were talking a little bit about Christian character and said that this week we would continue the discussion. And um, let's um, look at this in terms of uh, maybe some of the national uh, milieu that we're, we're experiencing right now. You know, the stock market has been going up and down like a yo-yo. We mentioned that last week. Um, sometimes some of our leaders are of great disappointment to us. And how important it would be for our leadership to develop good character, or I could say godly character. You know, the, the scriptures are clear, and I mm. uh, quote this a good deal uh, from the pulpit in prayers and also uh, when it comes to sometimes just simply making announcements and prayer concerns. It is that righteousness exalts a nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. Mm-hmm. We have come to the place uh, in our nation's history, I believe, where we have lost, as Francis Schaeffer used to say, the consensus of what is right and wrong. Yes. Therefore, mm-hmm. it's difficult now to talk about character formation because it would be so ambiguous and confused in the average person's mind that they don't know what, for instance, to look for in leaders. And uh, we have bought into the notion that a person can be one thing in their private life and another thing in public. Mm. Uh, but that simply is uh, not the case. And uh, we are buying into standards, if you will, which are no standards, that will allow a person to do anything in their private life, but we think if they're smart enough and so forth, they can be a leader. And I, I would like to pick up on that later. Uh, mm-hmm. And I... I we have a national character. Yes, yeah. We have a national character. And in the past, we've recognized that Americans, collectively, we can talk about the character of the American mm-hmm. people. That's uh, one of the problems where people are stopping to think that character really matters. I remember, I and mean, this goes back quite a few years, when Dan Rostenkowski, who was from Illinois, who was finally caught for at least some of his uh, dirty dealings and uh, some of the corruption that was there. I remember listening to talk shows where people would come on and say, well, we don't care what Rostenkowski did. We want him back in there because we like what, you know, some of his policies and Mm -hmm. and things. And I I thought, how far we have slipped so that character doesn't make any difference at all. Yeah. You know, and the temptation, I think, is for people to say, well, uh, I'm going through a tough financial time right now. And we are. So let's just get a guy in or a gal in that will fix our fiscal problems, and who cares about their morals? There was a study done by a Yale professor some years ago in the uh, two presidencies back uh, when we were talking about uh, the meaning of is (laughs) Mm -hmm. uh, during that period. The uh, professor did a study, and uh, we were told at the time that private character was not important as long as you could do the job. (laughs) This professor did a study, and he discovered that people who would lie in their private lives would also lie in their public lives and performance. And so that there was a connection, and you could not easily divorce private from public. And and, um, 
that not only is taught in the scriptures, but it is verified in this mm-hmm. uh, professor's sociological study, yeah. which he happened to be honest, thank God, for yeah. uh, coming up with that right. conclusion, because it seems like it's common sense. Right. And I'm reminded of the fact also that you know we, we still have a somewhat representative government, and we, we elect our officials, and uh, if we expect to be selecting leaders of good character, that we must have good character ourselves, so that we can recognize these people who should be representing us. Well, That's true. That's a very good point. Uh, it takes a certain amount of good character to recognize good character. Mm. And that's a problem, I think, with our society is as we are slipping very badly now in, in terms of the character. And, and one of the things is John started off with righteousness exalts a nation. Mm-hmm. Righteousness is, is so important, yet it has become so unimportant for certain segments of our society. Mm-hmm. So that they are willing to give up righteousness, they are willing to accept poor character, just to stay in power. Yeah, and what troubles me is is the idea that we don't even, and I think you guys mentioned this or alluded to it already, we don't even have a consensus as to what righteousness is. No, we don't. Well, uh, for, for some, uh, let's just take the abortion debate. For some, it's it's fine. It's fine. It it. Um, the righteousness has to do with a woman's choice, and, and that, that is the ultimate. Um, for a Christian worldview, that is a life, and the taking of the life is, is considered murder, and so it's wrong. Um, there's many issues like that. Let's, let's take our monetary system. And again, I'm not a finance guy, but it seems to me that uh, the scriptures would have us um, believe that we need honest weights and measures, and so you just don't invent or create money out of thin air. That's not godly money. And yes, there is something as that's, that's godly a, money. That's a practice that uh, yeah. that will will create a house of cards. It and will. It will. Fall. It, it, will. It, it has. It already has. Yeah. I mean, this baseline budgeting, which is what our government is doing now, is that house of cards, and it is falling. We cannot continue on this thing. You know. <laughs> And the problem is, the way they do it is it becomes so dishonest because you can have your legislatures turn around and say, well, look, we're not going to grow this program as fast. And so the other group of politicians say, well, you have made a cut. Mm -hmm. Now, if you spend... $8,000 $8,000 one year, and the next year you spend $10,000, you haven't cut anything. But yet, with the way we have baseline budgeting and the way the doublespeak is, for some people, that is a cut. <laughs> well, the language is designed to deceive and to keep the American people from understanding what is yes. going and on. And that's a lack of character right that's there. That's a lack of character in our political class when they will... Uh, use the obfuscation uh, techniques that they're using to mm-hmm. disguise what really is going on from the American people. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, th- th- let me remind you of this. In the last few weeks, we've had a congressman from New York. Now, just in the last two days, a congressman from New Jersey and a congressman from California. All have had to resign. 
two of them took pictures of themselves mm-hmm. and posted mm-hmm. it on the internet. And I don't mean their face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and furthermore, the other one was what they call sexting uh, a young teenage girl in his district in California. Mm. Now, the one in California had graduated from the highest schools in this country, the Mm. best Mm. schools, Mm. an amazing academic record. But morally, obviously, he is bankrupt. Now, we have to get back to the place where we understand that there is a connection between a person's character and the political welfare of this country. You cannot divorce politics and economics from character. And when you do, you end up, as we see some of the countries around the world that have done that. See, this is the problem that I see, though, with with certain segments of our society. The politics drives the character, Mm -hmm. uh, what we're going to do with the character, rather than the other way around. Uh, one of the examples that you were giving, John, uh, when I looked at that whole thing, initially his political party was ready to stand behind them. When they saw that the political fallout was yes. so great, it was only then that they mm-hmm. pushed for his resignation. Right. One of the things, you know, and I'm going to throw in another one because the last three were, were Democrats. And I don't want to wax too political here, but they were some, uh, what is it, about a year ago or two years ago, we had Mark Sanford, I'm giving names, from Mm -hmm. South Carolina, a Republican Republican governor. Mm -hmm. And he had an affair, an illicit affair. And what happened, and I was pleased to see it, was all his political party got on him and said, you resign now, mm-hmm. and he wasn't ready to do it. If he'd had more character than what he had, he would have resigned immediately. That's right. you know, we're not saying that that politicians are saints, uh, and no. they do do have flaws. But uh, as we all do, but the point is, we have to recognize standards and character. And we have to strive for those things. We, we've got a race for the bottom going on. It's, yeah. Not and, a race for excellence. Oh, that's right. so true. Yeah, oh, that's a great yeah. point. It, it is. It's a race for the bottom. And one of the things, you know, we talked about contract and having integrity with your contract. I'll tell you, one of the most violated contracts in the United States right now is the marriage contract. Yeah, that's true. That it is, is so a contract. True. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, we have people who've lost a sense of right and wrong. Uh, that are willing to baptize any arrangement, social arrangement, and to put it uh, out there as yes. as something that can be emulated and followed. Yeah. Well, hold that thought. I see we're up against a break here. This is a plain answer. Stay with us. We'll be right back.
We'll be right back with our program in just a minute. Now a reminder that your gifts to this ministry enable us to bring you thoughtful, Christ-centered programming 24 hours a day. Would you prayerfully consider helping us with a tax-deductible gift this month? Redeemer Broadcasting is a 501c3 not-for-profit broadcast ministry. We're entirely listener-supported and have no advertisements. If you would like to help support us this month, and perhaps in the future, our mailing address is Redeemer Broadcasting, Post Office Box 1520, Olive Bridge, New York, 12461. Once again, Redeemer Broadcasting, Post Office Box 1520, Olive Bridge, New York, 12461. Stay with us now for the second half of our program. And welcome back. This is A Plain Answer here at Redeemer Broadcasting. Today we're talking about character, and particularly as it applies to the national level. And, uh, you know, in our nation, certainly we have uh, the rule of law, and we have reason, and um, we recognize that many of our leaders actually uh, are not Christians. And uh, how does this intersect? Uh, Pastor Vance, maybe you can answer this. How does reason perhaps dictate in all of this with respect to Christianity and and how they tie together? Politically and nationally, we are not a theocracy, of course. Um, And uh, the scriptures and so forth form our social life. It's part of our living and our churches. But our political uh, life is ordered through reason and experience, both, Mm -hmm. by the way, (laughs) God-given. Reason is, uh, Jesus is the reason of God. He is the Logos. Mm -hmm. As has been said by many, he is the, the, uh, the grammar and logic of God. And so we do believe in reason, unlike some religions. Uh, and it is right to govern our national life on reason and experience. I think the question would be, does this in any way conflict with what the Bible teaches about character formation? And I'd have to say no. Mm-hmm. Absolutely not. Uh, in fact, uh, you find the Proverbs and, and you find the Song of Songs exalting the use of our reason and experience in character formation. But I'd even make one greater point. I taught, you know, uh, some of you know, uh, philosophy. Uh, mm-hmm. Particularly, I like the Greeks and uh, Plato and Aristotle. Uh, mm-hmm. Both of those men, pre-Christians, uh, but they understood that you could not have a good society without good leaders. Mm-hmm. And you cannot have a good leader unless you had a leader of good character. So they made a connection between character and leadership and the welfare of a people. 
And so we have broken that connection. That is part of our problem today. We no longer expect people to uh, have integrity who lead us in our national life. One of the things, you know, when you have this connection, our form of government is really dependent on that. I believe it was John Adams who said that this form of government isn't suited for anything but a Christian nation. And when you see the character of a lot of our founding fathers, you see many of them, of course, were Christians. They all lived under a Christian worldview, whether they Mm -hmm. were what we would call a real Christian or not. They operated on that. And the American Revolution was actually functioned in that way. Uh, One of the things you do when you study the American Revolution, and there's some really interesting things, is uh, there were times when Washington punished his certain of his troops for stealing from Tories. Mm -hmm. Now, these were sympathizers with the enemy, but Washington had the kind of character that said, you still don't steal, even though these people ostensibly are the enemy. Mm-hmm. Now, you just go a few few years down the line, and you have the French Revolution, and any time you have the enemy, well, guillotine, <laughs> guillotine, you know, kill them, we don't care. And, yeah. and they killed a lot of their friends as well as their enemies. Yeah, he did not want his soldiers to be brigands. That's right. Mm-hmm. Just to go out and rape and pillage and steal mm-hmm. and uh, so not. forth. Yeah. And they were, if they were in the right, they must behave According to the right. That's right. Uh, there, there are two things that you've mentioned that are very suggestive. One of the founders uh, said, we have given you a republic if you can keep it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And the other quote is that this republic was made for a moral and religious people, meaning right. religion here, Christianity, right. like you quote. Yeah, I'm glad you got back to that, actually, because, you know, we recognize this is a, not a theocracy. But on the other hand, we, we also realize that unless there's the influence of the the goodness of Jesus Christ uh, upon man's soul, right. um, we have no pleasant future ahead of us. Um, honesty, integrity, all of these things uh, flow from truly a Christian worldview, do they not? I'm not one of those persons who believes that uh, our form of government can work in every cultural context. Yeah, right. Uh, It can only work, uh, truly, where there is goodness and there is, if you will, uh, true light uh, so that we can understand what Mm. it takes to to maintain and to Mm -hmm. cultivate the kind of life that we Mm -hmm. seek. You know, I was reading earlier today about uh, the notion of citizenship. Um, Romans 13 kind of addresses this when it says, Everyone must submit himself to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except that which God has established. The authorities that exist have been established by God. Consequently, he who rebels against the authority is rebelling against what God has instituted. And it goes on, and it says this, For rulers hold no terror for those who do right, but for those who do wrong. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. implicit in this is there is this knowledge of what's right, a knowledge of what's wrong. And, and when, when we do what's right, we have no fear of and, our authority. And, and that is a reasonable expectation, although you understand when Paul wrote that, that was probably early Nero. Mm-hmm. Early Nero was pretty good. Oh, yes. Later, Nero was crazy and persecuted the Christians, and that's when Paul Paul wrote, let's pray for our rulers in First Timothy, uh, mm-hmm. that we might live peaceable lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah. 
I think uh, Paul did recognize that, yeah. that the normal ruler, this is the, what the normal ruler should be in, in Romans. Yeah. And, yeah. and a lot of times we get the godless ruler in there that is just a terror to, oh, it's so to, true. to the godly. Yeah, and uh, I was reading further and, and something struck me. It says, this is why you also pay taxes for the authorities or God's servants who give their full time to governing. And I think we're not seeing that today. At least half of this guy's time, and I'm just thinking of someone, is given to campaigning. <laughs> I mean, or, or visiting, or playing around, or golf. He's not giving his full time to govern. I won't tell you who I'm thinking about, certainly, but, um, you know, our rulers should be doing what they're supposed to be doing, should they not? Yeah. Well, I, I, sometimes I wonder when they're out of out of uh, on recess that we're not better off Maybe we're safer <laughs> <laughs> well that's a, uh, that, that's, that's got to true, do with you know. the character again, <laughs> doesn't it because yeah. of ba- maybe being uh, governed by a bad character when yeah. Congress is in session is yeah. worse you're yeah. right you know I have told my friends before when Congress is out of session I do feel a lot safer <laughs> yeah but well, now then, I'm revealing too much the way I think so yeah. uh, watch your letters now <laughs> <laughs> well I, I think one of the things the, the government should understand and this is where they they really go wrong, is the government is not God. That is so true. When the government decides that they are God, that's when they become oppressive. It's like you're stating the obvious, and yet that is so needed to be heard today. But uh, people do have God-given rights, and uh, there was, when we understood what character was, we knew that there was a limitation on raw power, political power. And that's why it says in the Constitution that the powers not granted to this yeah. central government is retained by the states and the people. Oh, amen. And if we ever got back to that, we would be better off as well. well I would love yeah, to right. be dispensing. Uh, we wouldn't be requiring uh, taxpayers to pay for dispensing uh, birth control That's right. uh, devices and everything under the sun uh, to uh, our people. Mm. That's right. Against their conscience. You know, I, I see we're getting close on time already, and, and right away the thought comes to my mind, what can we do? You know, there's a bottom-up approach, um, I think, that all of us should be challenged by, whether we're uh, parents with young children or maybe you're a grandparent, and that is um, the training up of godly children. Uh, that is the future of, of our nation. And sometimes it may feel like it's hopeless, but it's not. It's not. So we would encourage you to train up godly children to walk after the dictates of God, to obey his laws, to to love God, and to love neighbor. And to get into churches where you can get help and support in raising your children. Yes. Uh, That's a very important matter. Well, I I would just take the top-down approach, Dan. And the top-down approach is, if we look at the founding of this nation, we had the first Great Awakening in the 1740s, oh, yes. and it was a short 35 years, and we had the formation of this nation. And my top-down approach is, God send us another awakening. Oh, amen to that. Yeah, may the Lord have mercy upon us uh, as a nation, and that uh, we will repent of our sins and turn to Jesus Christ. He's the only one who can save us. Mm. Um, John, a uh, wrap-up thought. Well, I think this is a timely topic, to say the least. Uh, Mm. National character is important. It makes a difference, actually, between civilization and not civilization. 
civilization is a very thin crust on top of a boiling cauldron. Mm. And God, in his great mercy and sovereignty, once in a while grants a people uh, some connection between character and national life. And we know that sin uh, is a reproach to any people. And righteousness Mm. does exalt. So we've come full circle. And when we recognize that connection... Maybe God's common grace will bless us and give us a measure of shalom. Mm. Amen Mm. to that. You've been listening to A Plain Answer right here at Redeemer Broadcasting. In the studio with me today, the Reverend Mark Diedrich and Dr. John Vance. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, Please contact us using email. Our address is ministry at redeemerbroadcasting.org. You can also check us out on our website. It's www.redeemerbroadcasting.org. Please join us again next week at this same time for another edition of A Plain Answer. 